0: Hey, it's Jason. Before we get into this podcast episode, quick question for you, and that is, would a private voiceover community help you? Basically, uh, think of it like a place, like an online community to meet, ask questions, encourage others, and get audition feedback so that you can grow as a voiceover actor and grow your business. Is that something that you would be interested in? I've had some students ask me about it, so I just wanted to kind of put a feeler out there and just see uh, if there's any interest in a voiceover community. If you want to see more details about it and give your input, you can do that at voiceacting101.com group. There's a form there. You just fill it out. that has got some questions on it, and that'll kind of give me some uh, feedback on whether or not you're interested in it. It's up in the air right now. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but it is something that has been brought up a few times, so I just wanted to put it out there and see uh, if there was anyone else interested in it. Again, it's voiceacting101.com group. I'd love to get your input on it. All right. That's it. Now on to the podcast. If I could go back in time when I was just getting started in voiceover and tell my younger self three things, three important things, what would it be? That is today's question. That's what we're going to talk about on today's podcast. Hey, it's Jason with episode number four of the Voice Acting 101 podcast. This is where I try to answer your voiceover questions in the least amount of time as possible so that you can get back to work. All right. So today's question comes from Charlie. Charlie says, what are the first three things that come to mind that present day you would tell yourself when you were just starting out? So great question, Charlie. And when I first uh, read the question, I thought of three things and then I thought of three more things. So I've got a total of six things I'm going to cover in this podcast and I'm going to move through them really quickly so we can uh, keep this podcast as short as possible. All right, so let's jump right into it. Number 6 is don't listen to naysayers, and it's all about negativity, and that can come from yourself. Maybe you just have self-doubts. Maybe uh friends and family, even though they're supportive and loving, they're looking out for you, you know. And a lot of people don't understand that voiceover is a career or don't even think about it as a job. So when you tell people that you're going to get scripts and record from home and then send it off to clients around the world and people are going to pay for you pay pay you for it. It uh, kind of sounds like a pipe dream and they just may not understand it. So just know that you may get some pushback from family and friends. And also uh, some online communities, uh, they they kind of look like support groups, but there are people in there that just want to bring other people down. So just keep an eye out for it and recognize it and uh, just don't take part of, of the uh, online communities that may bring you down or create self-doubt in your own mind. All right. So that's all about negativity. Just don't listen to the naysayers. All right. Number five is market yourself until you have work. In the beginning, you don't have any work to do. So you've got nothing better to do than to try to get work. But once you get a decent amount of work, you're going to want to hire others to help you with anything that's going to take you away from the microphone. So as an example, say you do a two hour voiceover and then you're going to edit that voiceover. That's going to take another two hours at least to edit that voiceover. So that's four hours that you've dedicated to a project. And then you've got an invoice for that project. And then eventually, you know, if they don't pay in time, you're going to have to follow up with the client. So that's a lot of work that takes you away from other voiceover work. So ideally, you would record the voiceover and then pass that to someone else to do editing and billing for you. Because that's where your time is best spent, just behind the microphone doing the actual work that only you can do. And then in that way you'll be able to grow your voiceover business so that's why number five is market yourself until you have work and then uh, hire other people to help you uh, grow your business and you're going to have to train those people to work to your standards but in the end it's going to save you a lot of time and it will make your business more profitable number four avoid equipment envy so unless you are losing work because of your gear Uh, I would not recommend constantly upgrading your gear. People don't normally ask what gear you have. They just listen to your audition or your work. And the exception is just a couple months ago, I remember seeing an audition where the client said specifically, you must have a Neumann TLM 103 microphone. And I just thought that's crazy because that kind of shows that they don't understand voiceover and that you can get incredible sounds out of all kinds of microphones. You don't have to have one specific microphone. So the majority of clients don't care what microphone or what gear you have, as long as it sounds good, they're just going to judge you based on your auditioning and your work and your performance. And once you've been evaluated, once your studio has been evaluated, your performance has been evaluated, uh, nine times out of 10, it isn't your studio that's going to hold you back. So newer or more expensive gear doesn't necessarily mean more or better clients. It just gives you like this false sense of improvement. So once you've got it all set up, You don't need to keep revisiting your gear and upgrading your gear unless it fails. Uh, You know, a lot of times people just upgrade their gear just because they want to change. But buying gear is like an easy change to make when the change that they really want is uh, a change in their business. Number three is go full-time in voiceovers sooner rather than later. So don't hold on to a safe job longer than you have to. I probably, I know I'm guilty of this, Uh, I had a day job, and I liked that paycheck that was coming in, that guaranteed paycheck in the beginning, and I know that I lost clients and jobs because I just wasn't available because of that daytime job. So as soon as you feel comfortable and confident and the work is steadily coming in, then you will want to uh, go full-time because you will eventually uh, lose jobs because you're just not available. All right, number two, pass on low paying jobs or difficult clients, right? We've all been there in the beginning, especially. Sometimes you'll take anything you can get just to get some income, but there are only so many hours in a day. So if you're spending all your time on low paying jobs, it doesn't leave you much time to ever seek out the higher paying jobs. Make sure that you keep that in mind that any time you're spending on low paying jobs is less time that you have to look for the higher paying jobs or complete the higher paying jobs. And what I've noticed with some of those low paying clients in the past is that they tend to be some of the most difficult clients to work with. And that's because, you know, they'll want a discount up front and then they have revisions to the script after you've read it. And then maybe they don't like certain things that you said in the the way that you set it in the script. So they want redos. And then, you know, when the payment comes around, they, they don't pay on time and you got to chase down the payment and all that. It's just a headache. That you don't need to uh, to deal with, right? There are better, there are many great clients out there that you could work with. And for me, I want real relationships with my clients where I help them and they see the value of working with me. I mean, that's kind of one of the benefits of working for yourself is that you get to choose who you work with, so you don't have to work with uh, difficult clients if you don't want to. So I choose to work with clients that I enjoy, and I think that you should too. All right, number one, focus on one voiceover niche to start. So a lot of people like to do characters and accents and movie trailers and commercials, but the truth is you're going to end up being mediocre at best in a few of them. So I would suggest you just focus on one voiceover niche to start. Like me, I focused on radio imaging when I was first getting started. That was all I saw. I put the blinders on. And it was all about radio imaging. And that's all I did in the beginning. And then eventually I was asked to do some commercial work. So then I started doing commercials and then audiobooks and then explainer videos and e-learning. And it grew from there. But it all started just by focusing on one niche. And for me, that was radio imaging. It's probably going to be something different for you. All right. So there you go. Six things that I would tell my younger self if I could go back in time. Uh, Let's cover them again real quick. Number six, don't listen to naysayers. Uh, avoid the negativity from yourself or your friends and family, or even from online communities. Number five, market yourself until you have work, but then make sure that you've got it set up where you can continue just doing the recording part and then pass it off to someone that you trust who can edit and handle the, uh, invoicing and the rest of the, the project flow. Number four, avoid equipment envy. You don't have to keep buying gear to make it feel like you're making improvements in your business. Number three, go full time in voiceover sooner. Number two, pass on the low paying jobs or the difficult clients. And number one, focus on one voiceover niche to start. All right, that wraps up this episode of the podcast. Don't forget if you have a voiceover question you would like featured on an upcoming episode, you can leave it as a comment below or you can record your question as an MP3 and upload using the upload your voiceover question link below. If you could go back in time when you were first getting started in voiceover, what would you tell your younger self? Leave that in the comments below. And thanks for listening. I will talk to you next time. Have a great week.